0: welcome to ew that's creepy podcast jackie is going to tell melissa about a horrific string of murders inspired by the movie robocop 2 please be aware that this episode will discuss sexual assault suicide and murder listener discretion is advised
1: Welcome back, Creepy Cats. We are here today with another episode of Ooh, That's Creepy Podcast, and I will be telling Melissa another crime story that is based on a movie.
0: Ooh, I thought this was a good theme. Last episode was so weird and strange with the Queen of the Damned killing.
1: Oh my god. I know. I'll never be able to think of that book The same, well, movie, but I read the book, so that's what I'll be thinking of, but
0: I'm excited to see what movie you're going to talk about today. Scared, because last episode was brutal, but excited.
1: (laughs) This movie is definitely not one I had never, I've never seen this movie, and I had never heard of any crimes being linked to this movie, so I'll just say what it is, and the movie is RoboCop. RoboCop? Two Robocop, two to be exact. Um. If you don't know what Robocop is, because I had heard of it, but I wasn't, you know, very familiar with Robocop, mm-hmm. it was a movie that came out in 1987 that was very gory and violent, but also funny and also had undertones about society and real world things. It's about a cop that dies, and then is resurrected as a cyborg. So he comes back to life and, like, fights crime. I think it happens outside of Detroit. And this movie was actually very popular. It sounds pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, and it was very, very violent. That was one thing that um, people said about it. And I... I think I saw somewhere that a producer said for Robocop 2, they actually were considering making it rated X, but they thought that it would get more views if it was rated R. So I don't know if they cut some stuff to, like, make it rated R, but clearly it's gory.
0: Well, I like gory movies, not going to lie. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like them. So, what do you, do you guys like them?
1: I... Can take it or leave it. I don't know. If it has a good, a good story, then I can get down with some gore, but... Yeah. I don't know.
0: Where are my Terrifier fans at? Let me hear you.
1: Oh my gosh. Sorry. Well, maybe you'll want to watch Robocop after this. True. This story revolves around a man named Nathaniel White, and he grew up in upstate New York. He was from a family of five children, and... When he was a kid, people said that when he was, like, pretty young, he was normal and didn't have any behavioral issues and was known to be a pretty nice little boy and played basketball. However, when he was a kid, I'm not sure at what age, but his parents left him alone with a babysitter Who apparently molested him and sadly a lot of people said that Nathaniel was just never the same after this experience and it really took a toll on him and like changed him. That's so sad. Yeah, that is really, really messed up and heinous, and I could say a lot of things about that, but I will not. Nathaniel People said that after that experience happened, he kind of just had a general distrust and a general dislike specifically towards women, and he had trouble forming relationships with women. And, you know, of course, experts, there was, there's like TV shows on this just because, you know, it's kind of just a crazy tale. And so experts always chime in now and say that that's probably linked to What occurred to him as a child, Mm -hmm. but that's clearly not for me to say. I am not an expert. However, he did go to the military and he met a woman while he was in the military whose name was Wanda, and they quickly got married after they were dating, but they divorced after only 18 months of being married. This also apparently affected Nathaniel a lot and affected his military career because he ended up getting a less than honorable discharge and had to leave the military in the 1980s. So in 1984, he ends up going back to Poughkeepsie, New York, where he was from. But it seems like getting kicked out of the military kind of took a toll on him and he began... Drinking a lot to try to deal with that and bouncing around from different jobs and had different girlfriends, things like that. Nathaniel eventually met a woman named Jill and she said that he grabbed her attention very quickly and that they got along and they began dating and the two eventually moved in together. But Jill said that Nathaniel had trouble holding a job for very long. And when Nathaniel wasn't working, Jill said that he would watch a lot of movies, and particularly action movies. And apparently store clerks at the movie place uh, remembered that Nathaniel would always just get action movies, like never any other sort of genre. And he particularly would get RoboCop, And he would watch it multiple times and watch back certain scenes.
0: Robocop 1 or 2 or both?
1: I think both. Okay. But apparently people said he identified a lot with Kane. I think that's the name of the villain in Robocop 2. So that's where Robocop 2, I don't know if he likes that one more, but I think... People had said that he felt a connection with the villain in RoboCop 2. Okay. So, it kind of seems like he might be spiraling a bit. He's drinking a lot and not working as much and watching uh, a lot of violent movies. Jill did also say that Nathaniel was abusive and that he would choke and slap her and you know, physically abuse her, but then he would turn around and eventually apologize and say that he would work on his temper and stuff like that. But she did say that she could see that his temper was progressing. In March 1991, uh, around this time, Nathaniel would, when Jill was working, he would take her car and, like, drive around. And so... He began having... He told police later on that he began having these... Like, when he would drive around and see women, he would just have all these hateful thoughts towards them and really think of bad things and think that they didn't deserve to live. Great. And March 25th, 1991, Nathaniel was out driving and there was a woman named Juliana who lived in a nearby town... She was a single mom. She was pretty and in her late 20s. And Nathaniel just saw that she was out and about and offered to buy her a drink and, I think, give her a ride. And it was said that it was kind of common, um, especially, you know, it was way more common in the 80s and 90s to accept rides from random people. But, again, this was an area where not everybody had cars, especially younger people, and it's not like there's Ubers. So before you judge her... It's way more common back then to hitch a ride with someone. So mm-hmm. he offered, yeah, if she wanted a ride and uh, she accepted. So he took her to railroad tracks that were nearby and they were going to crack open a couple of beers and drink a little bit on the railroad tracks. Juliana just thought that Nathaniel was a nice guy and didn't think that she had anything to worry about. However, out of nowhere, Nathaniel started hitting Juliana and punching her until she eventually was unconscious.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, very messed up. It's so
0: weird how he, someone, can just go from nice and having a beer to literally assaulting them. Yeah, someone else
1: having a conversation with you and being nice and. It's terrifying. And, you know, it's also creepy because it's not even like when your typical story when you would reject a guy and then he attacks you. Like, she didn't. She, she seemed like she actually, like, I she don't was know. clearly
0: enjoying spending time with him. She agreed to go to the railroad and have some beers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is strange. But she was unconscious and he takes her body on the railroad tracks. And in the movie RoboCop 2, there's a particular scene where the villain basically cuts someone's throat and guts them. Oh my god. And sadly, that was just what Nathaniel did. And he did tell police later on that uh, he followed exactly what he saw in RoboCop 2 and did that to Juliana. He... Slit her throat and then slit down her chest and stomach.
0: Oh my god!
1: So sadly, Juliana was dead and her body was discovered the next day. Just the hell, yeah, very messed up. Not even a month later, on April 16th, Nathaniel was out on the prowl again. And he said at this point he was basically a different person after his first kill. So Nathaniel was driving around again, basically looking for victims, when he saw a woman who he was able to ask if she wanted a ride, and he got her into his car. Once she was in the car and he was driving, he just basically snapped again, and he didn't take this woman home, but instead... Took her to his home because his girlfriend was working. The audacity,
0: especially because I feel like he's planning something menacing and horrible, that you're going to do it at your own home when your girlfriend's at work.
1: Yeah, it's truly, that is so messed up. What is wrong with this guy? Somehow, the woman runs free before Nathaniel gets her in the home And she races across a field towards a house that has a porch light on and she is screaming for help. And luckily the house answers and they call police. But Nathaniel runs away so he isn't there. But the woman, I I don't know if Nathaniel and this woman knew each other before or they Mm -hmm. like had introduced each other. But like she clearly knew who she was. And so Nathaniel was arrested and in prison for, I think, unlawful restraint. But he was only sentenced to one year. And during that time, he apparently went to the law library a lot in the gym. But police didn't suspect him in Juliana's murder and didn't tie him to that murder at all. I mean, I guess if this is his first crime, they really would have no reason why. So I guess the one-year sentence, I can't fully be like, what the hell? Yeah, it's just... the it's thing. like... <laughs>
0: yeah, I understand the law is what it is, but the thing that's scary to know is what were his intentions when he took her? Like, yeah, the crime he committed was unlawful restraint or whatever it was, but still, what were his intentions if she didn't escape? The, that's odd. It should have been... I still feel like they should charge people with like attempted assault or something like that, because what the hell?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Or like extreme infliction of emotional distress or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Jackie said. <laughs> anyway. He eventually gets out of prison in nineteen ninety two and gets back together with Jill. I'm run, not even
0: run Jill. I'm not
1: even gonna comment on that though, because he got sentenced For trying to take a woman to you and Jill... Like, Jill, that was your home. I'm not going to judge because he is abusive to her. So it's still just like, yikes. Yeah. Jill continues to work and... I don't know if Nathaniel is working at this time or not, but he drives Jill's car around while she is gone. And he just continues basically being on the prowl when he gets out of prison. Christine is one of Jill's nieces, and one night in particular, Nathaniel was out driving when he saw Christine, and she was only 14, so Nathaniel offered to give her a ride, and she said yes, and Nathaniel is disgusting, so he drove her to a deserted part of town and he attacked her like he did the other women and he eventually stabbed her in the Um. throat, which also mimicked a killing in RoboCop 2. A different killing, not the first one that he referenced.
0: Oh my god, his girlfriend's own family. Like, it's bad enough. Fourteen, yeah. It's bad enough doing it to a random stranger, but... Your girlfriend's own family? A child? Like, what
1: the hell? Sick. That's so... so disturbing. It is. Christine clearly didn't come home from wherever she was walking from. And she's 14. So, when she doesn't come home, people are like, what the hell? And report her missing. And Jill said that. Nathaniel acted like he was upset and... That he cared and that he was worried about where she was.
0: Oh, my God. That's that's literally despicable and, like, evil on another level. To be sitting there like, oh, my God, I really hope she comes home too, babe. When you know what you just did. That's so evil.
1: Yeah. It really is sick. And only two weeks later, he was back on the prowl again. Oh, my God. This time, Nathaniel is out on the prowl and sees lorette who is a friend of jill's bro she's in the middle of moving and she must have been doing that and so nathaniel asked if she needed help and lorette obviously trusted him i mean i don't know how, how well they knew each other but they must have like met once or twice so she trusted him mm-hmm. and she says you can help me Eventually, in the evening, they're in her apartment, and they start to argue about something. And apparently, Lorette yelled at Nathaniel, and he grabbed a pair of scissors and attacked her and killed her. So now he has killed Jill's friend and her niece. And also a stranger. Yep. I have no words. So, July 10th, 1982 is only nine days after Nathaniel's last kill, and he is in downtown Poughkeepsie, New York, and he's out at a club and sees some friends. Eventually, he promises to give two women a ride home named Brenda and Angelina. I think they may have, like, Kind of just pulled over near the woods and had been drinking or something, like, for a while and not have gone home. Okay. That's my understanding. Eventually, Nathaniel took Angelina into the woods and strangled her and beat her to death. He then went back and got Brenda from the car and... Took her into the woods and also strangled her and beat her to death. Oh, my God. This is so fucked up. It is. It's literally sickening. Like... And then he just leaves them in the woods and drives away. It's
0: infuriating to, like, just even hear about it because...
1: And, you know, it's literally the audacity of this man. He's in his hometown. Like... I'm sure this place isn't huge. And you just, one, took these girls from a bar that you were with, with your friends where other people saw you, said you were going to drive them home, and then pulled over on a random road and just left them there. First of all, like, they were trash. Like, you're disgusting. And then second of all, no cares in the world (laughs) that...
0: You can't blame this shit on a movie. You cannot say being a serial killer is based on one movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're living your entire life. You're a serial killer now, and I don't see how RoboCop with cyborg cops made you want to do this. Like, it'd be one thing, I guess, if he said he saw American Psycho or something. It's I'm sure so, it's
1: more his childhood trauma, and it's like somehow RoboCop yeah, is right. resurfacing it. But you're right. Still, I hate him. Yeah. But people had saw him that night. I mean, yeah, this place isn't big. And he was at a club with Angelina and Brenda and other people. So, uh, Angelina's sister was at the club one night. It was maybe a week after Angelina had went missing. And Nathaniel was there. He just goes back to the same bar and club. And so, Angelina's sister called her mom and told her that And the mom goes to the bar and literally confronts Nathaniel on the spot and also called the police and just said, this was like who my daughter was last with basically, and she never came home and he has no really good reason. And so Nathaniel gave police and Angelina's mom two addresses that he said he dropped off Angelina and Brenda at. And the police like looked into these addresses and I don't know if they were f- just flat off fake or but they were clearly not Angelina and Brenda's. Mm-hmm. So they also look into Nathaniel's license and they see that his license was suspended. So he was also driving with a suspended license. And they bring him into custody and just basically start asking him about like what happened to Angelina and Brenda. mm-hmm. When police get Nathaniel back into custody and obviously, like, look him up and that sort of thing, because remember, this was in the 90s, so I doubt they could just do it from the car, how they probably can now. But they saw that he had been charged and convicted of that earlier charge that had to deal with kidnapping. Mm Mm-hmm. So, police really uh, press him more, and they question him for a very, very long time. They actually questioned him for 17 hours. Wow. And eventually, he confessed to it. And it wasn't like one of those confessions where they just roll over and said they did it. This was where he... He admitted to all the murders, not just Angelina and Brenda. Like, he admitted to all of them, and he said, you know, his first victim he had killed after he had watched robocop he told them all that stuff and then he also confessed to killing a sixth woman whose name was adrian who and he told police where they could find her body and he did say that he felt sorry afterwards for what he did but that he got a thrill while he was killing all of the women
0: i don't believe that you felt sorry
1: He also said that when he watched it, when he would watch something violent on TV, it sunk in and like hit him. And then he would hear voices telling him to beat up women or hit someone and he could not resist. So that is why he said he did what he did. He was sentenced to over 100 years in prison for the murder of those women. Wow. And that is that tale. I hate him. I and know to say,
0: to say that Robocop 2 and violent movies were were the cause of that. You can he would turn into an
1: actual serial killer. I know. Like and just the fact that like he did it exactly like he saw it in the movie is just so creepy to me. That is so messed up. And that was his first kill to be so brazen. Yeah. I feel like it really isn't crimes that often where people are like, see a movie and then do the exact crime in the movie. Yeah, for their first kill. Right. I just feel so bad for the victim's families. Like for
0: that mom who had to see him up there and things like that. (sighs) I feel bad for his girlfriend, Jill, too. She probably feels like so much of this is her fault. And that's
1: really, really sad because that's her family. He tore apart. And she really had no way of knowing because it seems like he was taking her car every single time she was working and doing this. Which
0: you would feel guilty enough with that, with the car, let alone your family being the actual victims. It's just so horrible. And it's really hard as a woman to to hear things like this. To hear about crimes like this, I feel so bad for the victims' families. Like, just... uh, The fact that statistics keep piling up with violence against women, violence against women like that we see in so much media, too, it is actually really disturbing. Yeah, that's a
1: really good point.
0: Like, when you think about it, it's always, I feel... I mean, not always, but I feel like in horror movies and stuff, when it's always a serial killer or someone who does these, like, slash-em-up violent stuff, it's always women and undertones of sexuality and stuff and it's really disturbing to think about how the media depicts women in things like that and i know it's not everything but i feel like that does have an impact on people i'm not saying you can excuse being a literal serial killer over robocop 2 and violent movies but also at the same time it does make you think a little bit more about the things that We're viewing and
1: how that, like, speaks to us as society. Oh, for sure. I definitely think that movies and TV in general have a way of making us think that people aren't as human. For sure. And it's like murdering someone is real life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, these are daughters and mothers you're doing this to without remorse. And then going back to your girlfriend, this is someone else's girlfriend that you're doing it to. Like, I feel so bad for these... Women and their families.
1: Yeah, it is really messed up. And I don't know if I believe that he felt sorry afterwards. Because then you just keep doing it. So what the hell?
0: If you felt sorry, stop watching violent media and things then.
1: Yeah. Like, if that's what's doing it for you, then stop consuming. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate him. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to tell that. But I've never seen RoboCop. And I had definitely never heard of this case.
0: I've never heard of this either, which is so sad when you think about, again, people can be this violent and be serial killers, and we just have never heard of them. Yeah, like, no idea. Oh, my gosh. Let us know if you guys have heard of this case. Let us know if you've seen RoboCop 2. If you've heard of any similar cases where people try to say that a certain thing caused all of this or caused all of these fantasies. Um, definitely let us know your opinion because it's something that, uh, controversial. I don't think that something could sway your opinion this much, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. I mean, it is kind of crazy, but anyway,
0: on a lighter note, we hope you guys are having a great spooky season. Let us know what you guys are watching. Let us know what you're listening to and I hope everyone stays safe this season.
1: Yes, for sure. Totally let us know what you guys have been doing this spooky season, and let us know what other themes you guys want us to talk about in the future.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. Bye! Bye! Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast, or send us an email at Ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe. Thanks creepy cats.